Today is the second Sunday of Lent, and as you have heard the Gospel reading, it is the reading of the Transfiguration. And a question that is normally raised is, why would the Church give this particular event in Lent? Because we already celebrate the Feast of the Transfiguration in August. So why does the Church want to bring this particular event in the season of Lent? And in order to understand its importance in the season of Lent, we first need to break down what is happening at this particular event or the whole uh, event of the Transfiguration. The first part is Jesus selecting three disciples and he goes up to a very high mountain. Then you have the Transfiguration taking place and there are many things that happen here. The first is his face shines like the sun. We see his clothes shining very brightly. Then you have the appearance of Moses and Elijah. And then you have Peter conversing with Jesus about the tents. And then you finally have the experience of the voice from the cloud. And then you have them coming back down and going on with the mission of Jesus. When we first take this three, uh, the first point of the mountain, when we look at the Gospel of Matthew, it's very important because for him and for a Jew, that is the place where God meets people. It is on the mountain that the law was given to the people. It was on the mountain that God connected with his people. And therefore, it is on the mountain that the message is normally given to people. So the mountain has got a lot of significance in the context of the Jewish community. And then you have the, the transfiguration happening. Now, the transfiguration was in a way pointing to the resurrection. It was an opportunity for Jesus to show his disciples, at least the ones he had chosen, who he truly was as the Son of God. What was his power and what would his identity be and his image be at the time of his resurrection? That is God in his purity. And then you have Elijah and you have Moses. Moses is the law. So Moses is the representative of the people. He met God in the mountain. The Ten Commandments were given to the people, and the law was given to the people through Moses. So he is the giver of the law. Elijah is supposed to be the prophet of prophets. So through him, he was giving the message of God to the people. There were many prophets, but Elijah was the main prophet. And Jesus now becomes the two put together. He gives people the new law, and with the new law, he also tells them, he preaches to them, he is the prophet to them as to how they are supposed to live their lives. And then you have Peter asking the Lord, shall I make three tents? It's very symbolic of hospitality. So when you have such great things happening, you want to invite the person in, you want to give them a space to sit down so that they can really experience your hospitality. And finally, we have the voice from the cloud, which is, this is my son, my beloved, in whom I am well pleased, listen to him. And this particular part is where the importance of this event can be seen in the context of Lent. Because when we take this event, or at least this particular part, the same words are repeated or said at the time of Jesus' baptism. But one thing changes, and that is listen to him. And that is what Lent is all about. It's an opportunity given to us by the church to find ways to listen to Jesus. And I always like this, and I've said it before, and I share it again, 
the word listen contains the same letters as the word silent. In order to listen to Jesus, we need to be silent. We need to find ways in which the Lord speaks to us individually. And that is a gift each one of us has because the Lord talks to us in a very unique way. And it's only through our silence that we can understand this. So I need to take you all reverse now and go back from this event right to the mountain to understand the context of Lent. So if we are called to listen to Jesus, what are we really listening for? As I mentioned, Jesus is giving us a new way of life. Jesus is giving us a new law. Jesus is preaching to us as to how we are supposed to live our lives. And if we are disciples of Christ, then what are we called to do? So what is the new law that Jesus gives us? We see that very much in the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount. It's the law of love. And we are called to preach it as prophets through who we are and what we do. So when the church keeps saying we are called to practice charity, we are called to practice love, we are called to practice so many things, it is so that we can be able to experience this particular law at work within us. So if this law is at work within us and we are trying to imitate Jesus, what does it do for us? It takes us further where we get a chance to understand the transfiguration happening within us. The transfiguration is a symbol, symbolic event of what is already happening in us too. If we are each created in the image and likeness of God, it simply means that this ability is in us too. And Lent is a time given to us for, also, for us to understand this particular event taking place every moment. It's very difficult for us to really see ourselves the way God sees us. But that's what the transfiguration is. Jesus is giving his disciples an opportunity to see themselves through who he is. And from that, they come back with that experience of great wonder and awe. And I think that's what we're called to do too. So when we look at the transfiguration, it is symbolic of God within us, the power that is already within us. And Lent allows us an opportunity to glimpse this each year. And once we are able to be filled with this, there's always wonder and awe. And that's what we see happening with Peter. It was actually in shock and in awe to see such great wonder that he talks to Jesus and he says, do you want me to make three tents for each of you? And I like that word tents because as I mentioned, tents is a place of hospitality, but tent is also a holding space. It allows us to experience God. So when we each are a temple of God, we each become tents for God. And Lent is a time for us to allow ourselves to connect with God in order to experience Him and through this experience, experience the glimpse of who we are created to be and also to find ways in which we can practice the law of Jesus. And that finally leads us to the mountain. And as I mentioned to you, the mountain was a meeting place between God and man. So Lent, in a way, is like the mountain. It is an opportunity for us to meet God it is an opportunity for us to connect with God. But there is something very important about a mountain. The higher you are, at least let us put it this way, the higher we go, the more we see. And that is what the significance of a mountain is. When you're on the ground, there will be a limited vision that you have. The higher you go, the more you see. So when we are able to really experience the Lord, experience so much of this wonder of already looking at ourselves, glimpsing who we have been created to be, we get a better picture of life 
for ourselves and for others. So that connection with God gives us a bigger perspective. So Lent in a way is like climbing a mountain where we get a chance to experience God and through that experience get a better understanding of who we are and what we are called to really live out in our lives. And that brings us back down to the mount, down the mountain as we see Jesus going with his disciples. Which means every year it's like saying Lent is a time where we can climb that mountain to connect with God, to experience God, and then allow that experience to reflect in the way we live our lives during the rest of the year. And that's the grace we can pray for on a feast like today, or at least at an event like the Transfiguration, to open ourselves to that grace, to allow ourselves to become that container to open ourselves to grace so that through God's grace, we can understand His voice, listen to Him, and live out our, His call and His mission through who we are and what we do. Amen.